Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Ademo. For some time now, we've been taking this series on growing in the Lord. We have revealed from the word of God that it is the intention of God for us to grow. If there's any good thing you can do for yourself, is to sow to yourself in righteousness, is to grow in the spirit. That's the best gift you can give yourself. Because the privileges, rights, and positions you have in God, you may not be able to experience it if you don't grow. If you don't grow, you won't be able to enjoy the benefits, the provisions, the things God has made available for you as a child of God. Galatians 4.1 says that though and here, he differed not from being a servant if he does not actually grow. If that individual does not grow, he will keep on being like a servant. The Bible says, now I say that the hair, as long as, you are cutting me off, as long as he's a child, defaded nothing from a servant, though he be law of law. If he still remains a child, if he refuses to grow, he would not amount to be what God wants that person to be. So in the kingdom of God, we do ourselves disservice by not growing. We should give ourselves constantly and continually to spiritual growth. So the topic I have before me today is one of those topics that's going to help you grow in the Lord. It is captioned, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I want to say emphatically that if you do not learn how to fellowship with the Holy Ghost, you will not grow spiritually. You will not know the things you ought to know, be the things you ought to be, and manifest the things you ought to manifest. You must know the Holy Spirit. He's our helper. He's the one Jesus Christ said is going to replace him on the earth in our own lives. So you must know the Holy Spirit. And there's no way you can know him unless you fellowship with him. Today I'll be revealing unto you at least six things that he is to us. And furthermore, I'll be letting you know how you can manifest those three things those six things constantly and continually in your life. So, praise God. Let's turn our Bibles quickly to the book of John, John chapter 16 and verse 7, the amplified version. So, um, in the technical, please uh, bring it up for God's people, the amplified version. Fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit is one of the things we must know and practice. Praise the Lord. However, I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable. Then he begins to explain profitable. It is profitable. It is good, expedient, and advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter. Now the Amplified begins to expand who the comforter is. He said the comforter, who is your counselor, your helper, your advocate, intercessor, strengthener, and standby. Will not come to you into a close fellowship with you if you don't let me go away. Again, the comforter. What is the comforter today? Counselor, helper, advocate, 
intercessor, strengthener, and stand by. He will not come to you, praise the Lord, will not come to you unless I send him. If I do not go, he cannot come. So it was expedient for Jesus to leave so that the Holy Ghost can be all this to us. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be, your clo to be in close fellowship with you. That's what the Amplified Translation says of John 16, 7. It gives us the sevenfold meaning. The sevenfold meaning of the Greek word translated comforter in the King James Version. In the King James Version of the Bible, it only says, if I do not go, the comforter will not come. But in the Greek, the comforter actually is explicit in all these seven areas. He's not just a comforter. He's your counselor. He's your helper. He's your advocate. He's your intercessor. He's your strengthener and in your standby. Now, many have not exerted or have not experienced the Holy Spirit in, this, in all these other areas because they did not know that the Holy Spirit is all this to them. Praise God. And today, by the power of God's Spirit, we'll be going over each one to see that there are areas of your life, areas of our lives we need to grow and expand in. And maybe there are challenges we are going through that the answer is within us because the comforter is within us. But because we don't know he has power, we don't know he has capacity in these areas to exert on our behalf. Praise God. The first one is that the Holy Spirit is our helper. Many people don't know that he can help us. And the Holy Spirit is within us. The Holy Spirit lives in our spirit, which eventually lives in our body. This body is the housing of the Holy Ghost. We learned this on Friday. We talked about how our body is important because it houses the Holy Spirit. It houses God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I enjoy it when I know and I'm living in the reality of the fact that God, the creator of the whole universe, lives on the inside of me. Oftentimes when we are asking for help, we always look up. Where I will look up onto the hill. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Father of light. So we are always looking up. But excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, when some people are looking up, they see the roof. They go outside. They said the roof is blocking their view. And they will look up again that I must look up. Praise God. Thank God. David had to say he had to look up because there was no other place to look. Hallelujah. Listen to me. The one that you need, that is your helper. The one that Jesus has promised will come and stay with you. He is within you. How many of us actually look within when we are looking for help? Sometimes we depend on our brains, we depend on our wisdom, we depend on our knowledge, and so on. The Bible says, no, look within. He's your helper. The Holy Spirit is within you, and he will help you. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. Many times we are not receiving that help because we have not even acknowledged that he's there to help us. We often look at the wrong place for help. How many New Testament believers actually look on the inside for help? Whereas he's always there, ready to help you. Some of you are going through stuff right now. You are going through things right now that the Holy Spirit is just waiting for you to ask for that help. 
You know, he's a gentleman. He's a perfect gentle being. Praise God. He will not do what he's not asked to do. He will not come into the scene when he's not invited. How many people know that about the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit will not respond if he's not called in. Holy Spirit will not do what he has not, which you have not given him permission or you have given him invitation to do. He's a perfect being. He's a perfect gentle being. He will not, I repeat, he will not cross the line. He will not violate your authority. He will only respond to what you ask of him to do. Many people have not tapped into this. Many people have not enjoyed this benefit of the new creation because they never have acknowledged him being an helper within them. How many of us depend on him who is dwelling on the inside of us to help? Many even, like I said, you, you, you are always looking up. You are always looking up. You are not looking within. How many of us are depending on him who lives on the inside of us to help us? Sometimes we run everywhere, everywhere, even chasing after men of God, even chasing after ministers of the gospel to help us instead of turning to the greater one that is on the inside of us. Yes, God has put these ministers in place in the church to teach and to help. By God's grace, I am one of those. Amen. But you need to realize this. Will they always be there in time of need? Will your pastor be always there 24-7 in time of need? He will try, but it's not possible. He's not God. Amen? He's depending on the same Holy Spirit, but you have access to the same Holy Spirit. He can help you. Listen to me, he can help you. Now, don't get this wrong. That doesn't mean when you need help, you can't contact the, your neighbor. You can't contact your pastor. I'm not exonerating myself from my duties. Please don't get me wrong. I've got to put the balance there. Amen. But I'm saying that you have an helper that is within you. Hello? Which you need to use from time to time. Which is there for you 24-7. But if you are born again, and listen to me very well, the Holy Ghost will always be there in you as a comforter to help comfort you of any need at any time. He's on duty 24-7. If you depend on him to comfort you, he will do it. If you call him to comfort you, he will do it. If you call him to be there, he will be there. You will have comfort from within that people will not understand that in the midst of the storm, how come you are so calm? How come it's so well with you? How come you are not wearing what you are going through? People will not be able to figure it out that how can you have so much peace in the midst of this distress, in the midst of this turmoil? How can you? So composed at all times, but you will know why. They may not know why, but you will know why. Thank God the comforter lives within you. Can I hear an amen there? So tap. Tap into the comforter. Receive that comfort from him because he's within you. Receive that help because he's there. He will help you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. When you pass through the waters, I'm there. When you pass through the fire, I'm there. It will not burn you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's there. Ever-present help in time of need. The second thing the Holy Spirit is to us is what? He's our counselor. 
He's our counsel. He will give us counsel, good counsel, counsel from above that is first of all pure. He will give us good counsel. He will not mislead us. He will not misguide us. He will guide us unto all truth. That's what the word of God says. He will guide you and I to all truth. We can depend on him for guidance. He's always within us. He will nudge us. He will help us to know whether that decision is right or is wrong. He will help us to know whether what we're about to do is according to the counsel of God or is not according to the counsel of God. He will lead us to the scriptures. We need to know. He will lead us to the scriptures that speaks on the situation. He will lead us to the scriptures that speaks on the circumstance. He is our counselor and there is no other greater counsel we can ever receive other than he is. The scripture says in John 16, 13, he will lead you unto all truth. Every truth. The ones that are supposed to be hidden, so to speak, he will lead you there. He will lead you to all truth. Praise God. He is there with you, eager to lead you at all times. You will ask and depend on you and, and depend, you, you will ask and depend on him and he will respond to you. You see, he's a gentle spirit. If you do not ask, he will not be there for you. You need to ask. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to ask. Today I am asking. Praise God. Number three. What's the third one there? He's your advocate. Praise God. He is your advocate. The Holy Spirit is your advocate. The word advocate means lawyer or the one who pleads your cause. As an advocate, he will help you. He knows how to plead your case. In today's world, they tell you don't go to court without a lawyer. Why? Because there are technicalities of the law you don't have a clue about. Somebody who is guilty can be set free. Somebody who is not guilty can be held bound because of technicalities of the law. The same way there are technicalities in the realm of the spirit. There are things revealed to you. There are things not revealed to you, but to higher authorities. An advocate is someone who has a thorough understanding of the law. There is a law in the world we live in, there is a law of the spirit and life. And who else can be your greatest advocate if not the Holy Spirit? Who was there when you were formed? Who was there when the world was created? Who, nothing happened in this world that he is not aware of. And besides, in this dispensation, he's the chief executive officer. He's the chief executioner of what the heaven is as ordered on the earth. Who else is the better person to plead your case? Laws you don't know, things you don't know. That's why the Bible says we have not received the spirit of the world. We have received the spirit that has come from God. Why? So that we may freely know the things that are freely given to us. The spirit of God. So who else is the better advocate? Who can argue your case? Who can, when the accuser of the brethren comes, 
and brings all the mud in this world and puts it on you, who can better take you out of that accusation? Who can better take you out of that trap? Who can better take you out of that difficult situation? By advocating your case. Who is the comforter? As an advocate, he will help you. He knows how to plead your case. He knows how to take you out. He knows how to bring you out sparkling clean without any shame, without any sense of guilt, without any sense of dishonor. The advocate, have you depended on him to plead your case for you or you are sensible enough in your own strength to plead it by yourself? You know, some people think they know the law enough. They want to go to the court of law and represent themselves. That's like walking into the lion's den. Praise God. That's like walking into the lion's den. So I want you to know that there is a court in heaven. Praise God. There is a court in the realm of a spirit. And you need an advocate day and night to keep on pleading your case. Do you know the accuser of the brethren is accusing you day and night? Do you know that? Do you know that he's accusing you day and night? You know that? Even as you are sitting here this morning, he's accusing you. Do you know that? Do you know that he has accused you? There are cases up there for you. This morning, he has, he has tendered some cases against you. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. The all-knowing spirit to sort you out. You know why Jesus said that I had to leave? He said, if I don't leave, another comforter. Another advocate will not come for you. Jesus can only be at one place at a time when he was here in the days of his flesh. He can only be at one, day, one place at a time. For example, if Jesus was coming to town, where would you say Jesus is? He's in St. Catharines. Is that not what we say? Jesus is in where? St. Catharines. If he moves towards uh, uh, this direction now, and he goes and goes, he gets to Welland. Where will we say Jesus is? Jesus is in Welland. When Jesus moves from Welland and he goes towards the border, on this side of the border, end of QEW, where is that? Fort Terry. Huh? Do you know Niagara at all? Okay, Fort Terry. He gets to Fort Terry. You say, where will we say Jesus is? It's Fort Terry. But the Holy Ghost is not like that. When the Holy Ghost, when my wife is saying the Holy Ghost said, he's already saying to Benga here, the same Holy Spirit is speaking to him. The same Holy Spirit is speaking to somebody 300,000 kilometers away. The same Holy Spirit is in Australia at the same time. The same Holy Spirit is in South Africa at the same time. Jesus can only be in one place at a time, but not the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Not the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost will be everywhere at the same time. He's everywhere. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? So as you are here seated, he's accusing you in the realm of a spirit right now. Guess what? The Holy Ghost will say, he spoke to me this morning. I hope you spoke to him this morning though. <laughs> oh, is it three weeks ago? <laughs> Glory be to God. He spoke to me this morning. Praise God, I got his case in my hands. Concerning my sister, concerning my brother, acquitted. Amen. Why? He's your advocate. I'm praying that you make him your advocate in the name of Jesus. Number four, you know even a natural advocate 
will not pick up your case unless you hire him officially. Have you hired him as your advocate? And because he finished one case for you yesterday, doesn't mean he's your permanent advocate unless you sign a retainer fee with him. Amen. So in the realm of the spirit, Holy Ghost might have bailed you out last year. I'm talking of this morning. Is he still your advocate? Did you acknowledge him as your advocate? We'll get there today, how to sign him up on all these things. How he can be our comforter, how he can be our helper, how he can be all these seven things that the Bible says he is to us every day, every time, 24-7. How can we keep him constantly and continually? He's already said he will never leave us nor forsake us, but he needs us every day to call him to our situation. Amen. We'll still get there. Number four. The fourth thing about the Holy Spirit is that he's our intercessor. He's our intercessor. He prays. Do you pray on your own or do you allow the influence of the Holy Ghost to be in your prayer? Do you allow him to pray with you? Because some of us don't know that his commission, part of his commission in this life, in this part of eternity, is for him to pray not only for you, he's also to pray alongside with you. Praise God. Romans 8, 26. Let's quickly see that. And 27. This is to do with your prayer life, ladies and gentlemen. Why many people are not into praying the way they ought to do is because flesh and blood cannot pray. Prayer is a thing of the Spirit. You need dependency on the Holy Spirit to help you in the place of prayer. Many Christians have become prayerless because they are not dependent on the Holy Spirit. They still depend on the flesh. They think flesh and blood can pray. Flesh and blood can't pray, doesn't know how to pray. Praise God. And that's why if you check every human being that is here, and you go to the nations of the world and check everybody, there is no flesh and blood that loves praying. It doesn't. Praise God. It is through training by the Holy Ghost. It is when the Holy Ghost have taken over that your flesh and blood can love to pray. You can't do it. Self-will cannot do it. Hallelujah. Don't be quiet on me now. I'm preaching good. Praise God. Okay. Romans 8.26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmity. Infirmity here is inability to produce result. Write it down. That's what infirmity means there. You can't produce results the way you ought to produce results. He's going to help what? He says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmity. For we know not what we should pray as we ought. We don't know. We are not informed. Now, that's, that statement is loaded, but I won't go too deep. Let's just take it like that. That, we sh that things we should pray for as we ought. The, the, the extent to which we should pray, we don't know. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. He maketh intercession for who? For us. All of us saints. He makes intercession for how? With groanings that cannot be uttered. Where do groanings come from? It comes from you. That's when he's praying with you. He prays with you for you. He prays with you for you. He prays with groanings that cannot be uttered. When you are interceding and praying in the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit combining his own prayer with you. And look at what it does. It does something 
something, something very interesting. Verse 27. Let's go to 27. He does something very interesting. He says, and, the, and he that searched the in the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Wow. Not only does he pray for me, does, not only does he pray with me, he also prays. That prayer, he channels it that he's praying what is in the mind of God for me. He's praying the will of God for me. He's causing me to pray the will of God on the matter. Look at that. Look at that. Praise God. Look at what the Holy Ghost is doing. Aren't, aren't we doing ourselves the service if we don't know these things about the Holy Ghost and we are not allowing the Holy Ghost to do these things for us, through us, and in us? He's our prayer man. He's our intercessor. When last did you pray in the Holy Ghost? When last did you allow the Holy Ghost to pray alongside with you? Yes, these are prayer points, but you see, that's when, if you attend intercessory meetings very well, that's the time they will say, let us pray in the Holy Ghost. Have you heard that before? Let us pray in the Holy Ghost. What are we doing when we are praying in the Holy Ghost? We are bringing the Holy Spirit now to come and take charge, to pray along with us that the will of the Father be done. That's what we're doing. Praise God. And you should do that not only every prayer meeting. You say, oh, we've had enough. Next Wednesday, we come again. No, no, no. You do that every day, every time. He's your intercessor. He's your body. He's your prayer partner. Praise God. Are you with me today? Praise God. He's talking about what the Holy Spirit will do to help believers while he's in us. He prays for us and he prays with us. Number five, because of our time. The Holy Spirit is our strength now. The Holy Spirit is our strength now. He strengthens us. Oh, I love this. Do you depend on the Holy Ghost for strength? Oh, there are days, there are times when one is tired. Somebody once told me, do you men of God get tired? <laughs> I said, go and ask my wife. She will tell you how I, how when I'm in, when I'm in the place of sleep, how I sing different decibels. Praise God. Yeah, we get tired. That's not only, that's physical tiredness. But there are tiredness in the realm of the spiritual. There are times when all that is in within you, you just get tired. Praise God. You get tired of life. You get tired of going to church. Sometimes you don't even feel like going to church. Praise God. So, does it happen to men of God? Oh. I was born from heaven. I wasn't born on the earth. Praise God. Yeah, you get tired. Praise God. You get tired. Amen? Without, uh, uh, because of our time, I'll, I'll teach you on that next week. On how to overcome these things. When, 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 when things bash you on the face, how do you deal with it? Well, am I talking to strange people? How many people have been tired on this journey before? Let me see your hands up. So we'll know people to pray for after service to receive the spirit of truth. Praise God. We've been tired. Except we don't want to be real. We've been tired. Praise God. When life hits you within the eyeballs, when things you believe God for are not coming through. Amen. But that doesn't make God a liar. 
Are you listening to me? That, God, that doesn't make God a liar. God is true. Every time is true. Delay is not denial. We must learn how to deal with such seasons when it comes. They are called seasons of contradictions. When they come, when they come knocking on your door, you got the Holy Ghost. What do you do with it? Hallelujah. Tell somebody, come next week. You will get that. Because really, in this, in this era, we want to grow. We don't want to be babies anymore. We want to grow. We cannot be children of the Most High and start living like ordinary people. No. Tell somebody you are not ordinary. Say it like you mean it. I am not ordinary. Yeah, you are a child of God. Praise God. So it's your strength now. John 14, 16, in the Amplified, it says the Holy Ghost is our strength now. Have you ever thought of looking on the inside of you for strength? Or you are waiting for God to send somebody down from heaven to strengthen you? I never knew people used to get tired. There's a man of God I always looked up to. I feel that he's the epitome of strength. I felt, I've always feel about this great servant of God that even when tiredness sees him, being tired will run itself. Praise God, because he was a very diligent man, studious man, even till date. He walks average of five kilometers a day, and he's 78 years old thereabout. He's such a strong man. When you say somebody is strong, this man is, is strength impersonified. Until the day I was greatly humbled when he told me that he, he gets tired too. Amen. I said, sir, you get tired? He said, yeah. He even told me an experience of how he got tired. I'm talking of the general overseer of this great commission. He said he was so tired, he could not stand to preach. He had to sit down. He said before he went for the meeting, he said that was the first time he was going to sit down and preach. He said before he went for the meeting, he said in the house he stayed, he was going to go down the staircase and he saw that something was leaving him. He said he had to sit down on the staircase for a moment. And that was one of the days I learned how to receive strength, how to look into, for the Holy Ghost. And he said, he just said, after a while, I think for 30 minutes, and everybody that knows this great man of God, he never gets late for any meeting. But thank God he has started the journey early. He said he sat for nothing less than 30 minutes. He could not move. He was too tired to even lift a finger. He said, what is going on here? He just remembered, uh-uh. I brought somebody along. <laughs> He's on the inside of me. He said he now spoke. He said he spoke to the man on his inside. Who is he talking about? The Holy Spirit. He said he spoke to the man on his inside. Arise, man on the inside. Arise, and let's go and do this thing. He said the strength came from nowhere. The way he stood up, he said everybody that was around him was saying that something is wrong with this man. Because the way he stood up, everybody could tell that wasn't the same man standing, sitting down. Praise God. Is it physical tiredness? Is it spiritual tiredness? Is it mental tiredness? There is none the Holy Spirit can do. He's your strength now. I speak to you by the power of the Holy Spirit this awesome afternoon. Receive strength in your spirit, man. Receive strength into your body. Receive strength into your mental faculties. Receive strength in your inner man. In the name of Jesus Christ.
Praise God. God will not send somebody from heaven. It's already within you. That's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3, 21, it says, all things are yours in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Or maybe you are the kind of person that says, I don't know whether you know this old uh, uh, Pentecostal song. I don't know why the old Pentecostal songs are coming in today. Praise God. Say, come by here, Lord. Come by here. <laughs> the people who don't know the song will sing it this way. Kumbaya, Lord. Kumbaya. It's come by here, Lord. Come by here. Oh, Lord. Come by here. There's no coming by. He's already here. Amen? He's within you. Come on. Somebody said, the Holy Ghost is within me. He's dwelling in me. He's already here. He's strengthening me on every side. In the name of Jesus. He's strengthening my home. He's strengthening my marriage. He's strengthening my faculties. He's strengthening my mind. He's strengthening God's will in my life. He's strengthening me on every side. He's strengthening my health. He's strengthening my wealth. He's strengthening my posterity. He's strengthening my prosperity. He's strengthening my tomorrow. He's strengthening projects in my life. He's strengthening me on the inside. If you believe it, shout yes. Praise God. Lastly, the Holy Spirit is your standby. The Holy Spirit is your standby. Just standing by, waiting for you to ask him for help. Reason why he hasn't done anything much for some of us is because we have not asked him. We have to remember that the greater one lives on the inside of us. We need to ask. Instead of trusting and depending on ourselves, we should trust and depend on the Holy Spirit. Instead of trusting and depending on our ability to figure things out and solve out our problems in the flesh, let us learn to yield to the Holy Spirit. That even if I know the answer, even if I think I can figure it out, why don't you try the Holy Ghost? Because we might suffer colossal damage and loss when we don't depend on the Holy Spirit. The Bible says there's a way that cement right unto man. But the end of it is what? It's destruction. Oh, what pains we suffer as believers. What pains we suffer as Christians, because we don't bother to ask. We don't bother to ask the Holy Spirit. Praise God. We don't bother to ask the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And we have done, and we should learn to depend on him, like I said, is our standby. We often pray primarily out of our heads. We often pray primarily out of what we feel is right to pray. Sometimes confused and perplexed. Our mind doesn't know what is right. Our mind is limited. Our mind can't go into the realm of a spirit and see the future. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. That's why we need him, to depend on him. 
that even though this is the way I feel we should go, but Holy Spirit, we are not moving an inch from here unless you tell us which way is right. Pray like this and you will keep on having results in your life. Too often we depend on our flesh and mental capacities to find answers to our needs. That should not be the route we should take. We have all done that before. We have all depended on our mental capacities and capabilities. Maybe because we have little education here and there from Ivy League schools and so on and so forth. Then you begin to depend solely on your, on your mental faculties and your mental capabilities. I want you to know that it's good to have sound mind. It's good to be trained in the skills of this life. All those things are good. They are tools even the Holy Spirit can use. But listen to me, all those things don't have the answer. It doesn't respond to all those things. Life doesn't respond to all those things. Life responds to the owner and the author of life. Praise God. And we have, and I want to encourage you, the Holy Spirit is in your spirit and not in your head. He dwells in your body, which is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Depend on the spirit of God. And you will see God show up for you than ever before. Well, I would, love, I would have loved to go on because I want to talk about dealing with your feelings. But I believe that you have learned enough today by taking those seven things that the Holy Spirit is to you. I want you to begin to develop yourself in those areas. This week, that is your assignment, to recognize these seven areas in your life. It might be that some of them are already working in your life. You might have four of the seven. You might have five of the seven. But make sure that every one of those things that the Holy Ghost is to you, you are boldly saying each and every one of them is operational in your life. That's how you grow. That's how you become somebody growing in the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit is the major agent of your spiritual growth. He's the one that will sanctify. He's the one that will rubber stamp your growth. He's the one that will help you to grow. Amen? And you must build this relationship. As Jesus has said, this is what the Holy Spirit will be to you. If it's not those things to you, then you are robbing yourself. You are putting disservice into your life. Let's go over it one more time. What are those seven things? Number one is comforter. Number two is what? Counselor. Number three is what? Helper. Number four is what? Advocate. Number five is what? Intercessor. Number six is what? Strengthener. And number seven is what? Standby. It's your standby. I hope you have been blessed by today's message. Go and make these things operational in your life. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m and 10.45 a.m. and Bible study every Friday at 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead, and God bless you.